Hi, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to Season 5 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast, bringing you some full and complete and unabridged Christian fiction audiobooks to keep you encouraged and inspired. This season's audiobook is called What Dreams May Come and is narrated by Pamela Lawrence, written by me, Alana Terry, and sponsored by our COVID-19 fundraiser. So what we're doing is taking some of my ebook novels and I've bundled them up as a pay what you can product with a portion of all royalties going to support local relief efforts for COVID-19. If you want to be involved in this fundraiser, it's going to be for a limited time. You can check it out at alanaterry.com novels. And now enjoy today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 26 February 2nd Dear Scott, Great news! Mom and Derek got engaged last night. It was really romantic. I kind of knew it was coming. He pulled me aside, not exactly to ask for my blessing, but he told me that he valued my opinion and wanted to know if I was comfortable with the timing or if I thought he and Mom were taking things too fast. It was really respectful of him, and I admired him a lot for that. It's not like I know him all that well but it's taken Mom 15 years to meet someone that she says is as godly and honorable as my dad was. And she's the best judge of character I know. So anyway, I knew he was going to pop the question. I just didn't know when. I figured it would be something pretty typical, you know, fancy dinner out or whatever. But he actually proposed at home. Kitty and I were both there. And even though he's not really trying to jump into our lives or take on some big important role as a surrogate dad or anything, I thought it was a nice gesture. Remember that picture I told you about that Kitty keeps on her nightstand? The one where she's in Mom's old bridesmaid dress and she's dancing with that boy from our church? Derek knows how big of a crush she's got on him still. It's something we all like to joke about because it makes Kitty laugh so hard. What he did was look at the picture and asked Kitty about that night. He asked something like, When that boy took your hand for that picture, was it like this? And then he grabbed Mom and held her the same way. Then he said, And when he leaned over to kiss your hand, did he look into your eyes like this? And that's what he did to Mom. I'm sure you get the idea. So we all thought he was just being funny, because the first time you hear Kitty laugh, all you want to do from that moment on is find more funny things to tell her. You heard her giggling when we put you on speakerphone the other evening, remember that? Anyway, I thought Derek was just having fun, but then all of a sudden he was on his knee, still holding Mom's hand, and that's when he asked her to marry him. I wish someone had thought to get the whole thing on camera, because I can't remember a word he said. But it was really sweet and romantic, and obviously Mom told him yes. So there's a wedding in her future. I don't think it'll interfere at all with the internship this summer. They're looking into getting married in the early spring. So by the time the Kingdom Builders program starts, 
Everyone should be settled in Derek's home, and Kitty should be adjusted to her new surroundings. I actually feel better about leaving for the whole summer, knowing that my mom will have someone else to help out with Kitty. I mean, Derek's at work all day, so it will still be mom doing all the regular stuff, but at least she'll have someone to talk to at night and on the weekends. I'd hate to think of her spending the whole summer in a big empty house, taking care of Kitty all alone, while I'm gone. Anyway, they called me in for the evening shift at Winter Grove tonight, so I probably won't be able to talk to you until tomorrow evening. I just wanted to tell you the good news. Hope you're having a good day. Don't forget to let me know if sleeping with those onion slices in your socks helped with that sore throat or not. Mom swears by it. Blessings, Susanna. Chapter 27 Dear God, Thank you so much for giving Kitty such a good morning. Thank you that she's been handling her food just fine, even though yesterday's schedule got a little mixed up. Thank you for the way she takes these morning naps so I can have a little quiet time with you. On days like these, Susanna would stop and think about her mother, think about how hard it would have been to be newly widowed with a baby as fragile as Kitty and a toddler to take care of on top of everything else. Susanna wished her mom was still alive, so she could thank her for all the sacrifices she'd made for their family. Sacrifices. There was that word again. God. This weekend was hard. I thought about Scott more than I should have. The church service didn't help either. Grandma Lucy's words really got me confused. You tell us in Scripture that you carry things on to completion, that you don't bring something to the point of delivery and then just let it miscarry. But what about the mission field? What about Scott? I know I shouldn't always be questioning you. I should just calm down and trust that you've got it all under control. But it's hard to do. Mom's the one I would normally talk through all these things with, which makes it even harder. Maybe I shouldn't miss her as much as I do. Maybe her passing should just be a reminder to me to look forward to the day when we're all reunited in your glorious kingdom. But that's not so easy to do. I need your help. Susanna stared at the open Bible in her lap. Several years ago, her mom had taught her a system for morning quiet times that she still used regularly. Giving thanks confessing sins, then meditating on scripture. Today, Susanna was in Psalm 85. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Lord, You've forgiven me for so many things. My lack of faith, my doubts that you really had my good in mind when you took Mom home. Thank you so much for dying for me, for taking the punishment for all my sins, even the ones I haven't recognized yet. Restore us again, God our Savior. 
and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Restore. Susanna paused, tried to think of a different way to describe it if she could. Restore. God had taken so many things from her, her mom, her dreams of going on the mission field, her relationship with Scott. Restore. The word kept coming back to her. Was it possible? God, only you know the future you have planned for me. Only you know if I'll ever find my way to serve you outside of Orchard Grove. Only you know if I'll ever meet someone else like Scott, someone with a passion for missions. I know that now wasn't the right time for those things, and I'm trying not to complain. I'm trying to give them up calmly and selflessly. But then you keep making it harder. You sent me to church to listen to Grandma Lucy talk about how you complete what you begin. You led me to the psalm that talks about your perfect restoration, when you yourself know that what I long for more than anything is for you to restore the joy I had when Mom was here and Scott and I were together and our plans were to serve you as full-time missionaries. Right now, I don't even know what it would look like for you to restore any of those things. But since you've put that word in my heart, I'm going to ask you one more time. Restore my joy. It doesn't matter to me how you do it, but come and restore my joy. And if it's your will... I pray that you would at least fulfill my dream of one day serving you on foreign soil. Chapter 28 February 18th Dear Scott, I just got home from Winter Grove and have to tell you what happened. You know how I've been a little impatient for God to bring me to the mission field? I think you more than anybody understands what it's like to have that longing and to always wonder if God's going to fulfill it or not. So I hate to confess it, but I've been a little anxious, asking God what he's doing and not really trusting his plans or his timing, which are so perfect. Today, I was having a rough shift at work. It wasn't anything about the residents. If my entire job was just taking care of the elderly, I would be thrilled. But there's a lot of other stuff going on, too, behind-the-scenes drama. My co-workers are really upset with the administration because they're changing up the overtime schedule. Anyway, that's all beside the point. The only reason I bring it up is because a lot of people today were upset and grumbling about the new policy, and I can't blame them. It doesn't make a huge difference to me, as long as they keep on giving me Sundays off, but it's really inconvenient for some of the others. But back to work. I was having a hard day because first, everyone around me was upset about the policy, and second, I just felt really impatient, more so than normal, to get onto the mission field. 
I know the Kingdom Builders summer program's only a few months away, and I'm so excited Mom agreed to let me go. But even that internship's not the full-time missionary work I feel called to. So I was helping the residents get ready for breakfast, and in between rooms, I was praying to God and asking Him to give me a better perspective. And I thought about what you said the other night when we were talking, how every Christian should be in full-time ministry, no matter what their actual job is. And I know I've heard things like that before, but it really hit home today. So I asked myself, how would my job look different if I was from another country and raised support to work here at Winter Grove? It really changed my outlook And it really encouraged me to start to think of myself as a missionary right where I am. My mom always tells me, bloom where you're planted. Which is kind of cute and cliched, but it really makes sense. I started to pray for more opportunities to share the gospel with the people around me. And there's this one resident who's been really difficult for me. Not difficult to get along with, I'm just talking like literally hard because he's at least a hundred pounds overweight and doesn't want to use a wheelchair, but he needs a lot of help getting places, and he doesn't talk either. He's one of the sad ones who just seems trapped inside himself. Anyway, I was taking him to the bathroom of all places, and I was thinking about Winter Grove as a mission field. And so I asked him if he knew about Jesus— And it was really awkward, because he's so hard of hearing, I had to shout it in his ear. I'm not exaggerating either. I was literally shouting, Do you know who Jesus is and how he died to save you from your sins? And I'll never forget it, because as soon as I said that, he got totally lucid. No confusion or anything. And he looked at me, and for the first time, His eyes weren't glazed over, and he said, I don't know him. So I said, or shouted, really, Do you want to? And he looked right at me and nodded. I only got to talk to him for another minute or so, because one of my co-workers came up then to pass out his meds, and then the glassy look was back, and we never got another moment like that. But I'm praying for more breakthroughs for him. And I'd love for you to pray, too. His name is Duke. He used to be a professional boxer. Can you believe that? That's all for now, because I told Mom I'd help with Kitty's snack while she runs to the store. She's going to make her own wedding cake and is doing a practice run today. Talk with you soon. Blessings, Susanna. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been What Dreams May Come by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Pamela Lawrence. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by our fundraiser for COVID-19 relief work, which you can find out about more when you go to alanaterry.com slash novels. This page will have a link to our fundraiser for as long as it runs. I hope and pray that you stay safe and healthy. I want to thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you real soon.